This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning and welcome to episode number 82 of Go To Grandma, airing on Zoomer Radio on Saturday, March the 4th. I'm your go-to grandma and show host, creator, researcher, writer, and promoter, Kathy Buckworth. On the other side of the studio glass wall is my producer, the wonderful Kelly Robotham, and together we love bringing you fun and facts that today's grandparents need to know about. International Women's Day is coming up this week, so I thought I'd put a focus on the amazing women I know who are a part of this show, starting, of course, with Kelly, who works tirelessly behind the scenes to make sure I sound as good as I can, catching my slurs and mispronunciations, editing out our ums and ahs, and attaching the intro and extra music, as well as producing our show ads. Show ads that are made possible by my main contact at RBC, Kathy Burrows. She always works hard on her end to send me the Take 5 with RBC interview guests, who always give us the best financial advice and information. Thank you, Kathy and Kelly. From a guest side, I had to invite back two of my favorite women, who are both respected experts in their traditionally male-dominated industries. First up, tech guru Avery Swartz, who is going to tell us what all of those social media terms like influencer, engagement, and reach mean, and why I might be using the hashtag Grandfluencer in my social media posts. Avery also gives us the details on what it's been like to work in tech for almost 20 years and how things might have changed. Change is constant in the field of automotives, and auto journalist Petrina Gentili is back to give us an update on some exciting health and safety technologies she saw unveiled at the Consumer Electronics Show. Automotive tech is a big part of that show, as well as, of course, the many automotive shows that Petrina attends. What's it been like to be a woman for 20 years in this male-dominated field? She'll share some stories. We have come a long way, baby, and RBC is helping to pave that way by supporting women entrepreneurs with their loans and support programs. We get into the details in our Take 5 with RBC interview this week. As 57-year-old Shania Twain is having a moment right now, I'll just say, let's go, girls. Let's go get our coffee. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you're listening to Go To Grandma. Avery Swartz is coming right up. Avery Swartz is the founder and CEO of Camp Tech and author of the best-selling book, See You on the Internet, Building Your Small Business with Digital Marketing. She was ranked number five on Search Engine's journal Top 50 Women in Marketing list. Good morning, Avery Swartz. Thank you so much for coming back on GoToGrandma. I love being a guest on this show. Well, we love all the information that you share with us. Social media. Now, a lot of us, of course, we use Facebook, we use Twitter. Some of us might even look at TikTok or be on TikTok. But there's so many terms surrounding this industry that I don't think a lot of people are comfortable with. So you're going to tell me all about this today. Sure. So let's start at the beginning. We hear this term a lot. What is an influencer? Okay. So, you know, social media originally, when we all jumped on these platforms, most of us were using them for personal use. Um, you know, connecting with our family and friends, you know, sharing photos of the grandkids, maybe mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But as they've evolved, there is definitely a business aspect to a lot of the social media platforms. And there's this trend that's, that's really popped up in the last, you know, decade or so with the idea of, you know, kind of a, a normal everyday person having influence over other people in their lives. Now, of course, we all have influence. You know, Kathy, I ask you all the time for, for your expert opinion on, on different things. Mm-hmm. But social media has taken it to the level of monetizing that influence. So, 
you know, influencer marketing has been around forever. Like, think about all of the different, you know, celebrities that have been appearing in advertisements to sell a wristwatch or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's, it's the same idea. Somebody being paid to use their influence over other people to, um, you know, represent a brand or a product. So on social media, it means that pretty much anybody could be an influencer and not even people that have huge, huge followings like, you know, the Kardashians. Right. Um, there's been a rise of something called micro-influencing, where people that even have, you know, just maybe a few hundred, a few thousand followers, but they have a big impact and influence on those followers, are being hired by companies to promote a particular brand message or brand product. So that's what um, what social media influencing means. And if somebody says that they are a social media influencer, that means that they're getting paid somehow to promote something on social media. Yeah, so they're getting paid by a PR agency or brand directly. Yeah. And those, you know, those brands, I mean, they're paying for this because they're getting things like reach, impressions, engagement. What did I just say? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> reach, impressions, and engagement. <laughs> so those are all business terms for social yes. media and for, you know, if someone might be using this just purely for personal use, you might not really need to know what those are. But for people that are using it for more businessy or marketing, you know, aspects. Um, okay, so reach is a metric that measures the potential number of people that could have seen the post. Impressions is the number of people who actually did see the post. What else did you say? You said reach, impression. Engagement. Engagement. Okay, engagement means that somebody did something with the post. So they either commented, they liked, they shared it, they reposted it. Um, And those are the metrics that the brands are really looking at when they hire somebody to be an influencer. Yeah, and it's funny, you'll see this if you follow me on Instagram, I hashtag Grandfluencer. I mean, I know it makes me cringe <laughs> a little bit, but that's what it is, right, in terms of promoting my brand and this show, et cetera, so either Grand or Grandfluencer. The grandma market in TikTok is huge right now. For sure. Yeah, so th- we're getting our message out. So it changes all the time. How do I stay on top of this stuff? Like, where can I go to learn more about this? There are so many websites out there that really have a lot of information about the social media industry in general that's kind of interesting to follow. I like to read Social Media Examiner. That's an, uh, an online magazine. I also really, really like, there's um, it's actually a Canadian company, which is pretty cool. A Canadian company called HootSuite mm-hmm. makes a product that helps people manage their social media presences. So it's a cool product. But what I really like the most from HootSuite is they have an online blog where they write all kinds of great articles about social media and explaining it for people. You know, maybe you could even link to this in the show notes. They have a really great dictionary of social media terms. I'm going to send you that link, Kathy, because it's, it's a really good one that just explains it all in plain language. Because, you know, I'm an expert and even I have to stay on top of all of this new vocabulary. It can be tough. It can be tough. And so much has changed since you started, you know, a lot of your tech camps and since you've been working in this business. And yeah. this show is going to air a couple of days before International Women's Day. And I'm curious, Avery, you work in a market that is fairly male dominated the tech oh, yeah. industry what's it been like over the last I don't know, years that you've been in it and how is it changing it's pretty wild you know i've been working day in and day out on the internet in technology since 2004 wow so i think you know i'm coming up yep. on pretty much 20 years and yeah it's an extremely male-dominated field both you know business and technology i used to find that extremely intimidating but the one thing that's really worked for me i'll give this is kind of like my insider my insider tip is that 
I actually just, you know, I, I started to really embrace what makes me different, that mm. I am a woman, that I am a mom, that I am, you know, somebody that, that lives in what I call, you know, the real world. And so I made that my advantage so that when I'm talking to people, hopefully I can kind of demystify technology, help break it down and make it more um, more digestible for people. And that's what I've kind of built my career around. So that thing that originally made me stick out like a sore thumb has actually kind of become the thing that makes people want to listen to me. So interesting. And as you say, finding that sort of unique perspective, I think that's key, right? Especially, you know, there's so many people entering the tech world today. Would that be one of your key pieces of advice for women looking to be in tech today? Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you don't need to leave your identity at the door. You need to bring your whole self in, in to work with you. And, and I think, you know, especially in our society today, like technology touches every single aspect of it. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to, you know, become this like automaton or, you know, a robot to <laughs> yeah. join the tech industry. Instead, bring the tech back into your everyday world and don't lose that perspective because I think that everyday human perspective is actually one of the number one things that's missing from technology. So maintain that connection and I think you'll be successful. Yeah. And, you know, surprise, surprise, sometimes there's ageism associated with technology, oh, Avery. Yeah. So as a, as a person who's turning 60 in a couple of yeah. months, I hear it all the time. My kids make fun of me the way I hold my phone, the way that I scroll the street. I'm not kidding. Like, you know, why do you have the sure. volume turned up, mom? So, I mean, these are all things that we need to look at as we uh, move forward in terms of technology knows no age or sex, right? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for always for your input on this. I learned a lot today myself in terms of the social media terms. And we can find you at Avery Swartz on Instagram, Facebook, and your website, of course, AverySwartz.com. Or especially go to the Instagram page where you can see Avery's sweet little trailer that she tools around in. I love your mobile office. Oh, thank you so much, Kathy. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Avery. Katrina Gentili is an award-winning automotive journalist, one of the few women who covers cars in Canada. She has been writing for the Globe and Mail's Drive section since 2003, covering new car launches globally. Good morning, Katrina. Thanks for coming back on GoToGrandma. Thanks for having me again. I'm so excited. You always have all the up-to-date information. Of course, we can read all about it in the Globe where you write about it, and we can see it online in all your social media posts. But I'm going to ask you right now, what is the new tech that we're seeing in cars that has you excited this year? You know what? Some of the health safety monitoring systems. Um, you know, this is maybe a little bit more ways uh, off, but uh, it's it's really interesting. At the er- beginning of the year, we were at the Consumer Electronics Show where we saw a lot of automotive technology. And uh, one of my favorites is actually from Canada, oh. believe it or not. So, yeah, and it's part of Project Aero. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but this also debuted at the, the Toronto Auto Show, Canada's largest auto show. It's uh, the Auto Manufacturers Parts Association's vehicle, concept vehicle that they created themselves. This is basically a vehicle that's Canadian made, designed, built, produced. All the suppliers came from Canada. It's an electric concept vehicle. But one of the things um, that came in that vehicle was from a company in Toronto called Mayans. And they basically made sensors knitted into the steering wheel of a vehicle and those sensors the driver would hold on to and it would track and monitor a driver's vitals so you would see the heart rate your heart rate your respiration the temperature and you would see it on the steering wheel displayed as you're driving along and the idea is you know in the future let's say you're behind the wheel and you suffer um, a heart attack 
the vehicle would take you to the nearest hospital. Wow. Yeah, it's it's really amazing to see some of the those safety technology features like that. I'm, yeah, really excited about that. That is so cool. Yeah, and when you think about it, you should have your hands on the steering wheel at all times also. So this will encourage yeah. that. But it's like on a treadmill, right? When you hold on and it monitors your just your heart rate and things like yeah. that. But I hadn't heard of that before. That's really neat. Yeah, it is. It was, it's phenomenal. Um, and then there were other tracking devices, like, you know, if you're in the vehicle, for example, the new Polestar 3 SUV has this smart eye driver monitoring technology. So it basically tracks the driver's head, eye, and, you know, your eyelid movements to make sure you're paying attention. Oh. And if, you know, you aren't, it'll trigger visual and audio cues to warn you, hey, you got to focus on the road and focus on driving. And if you're not, if you don't respond, it can actually bring the vehicle to a complete stop. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is great. You know, and, and this technology is already in a lot of vehicles around the globe. And I love that as well, because it's so important from a safety standpoint um, when you're driving and being a vehicle to have, um, you know, someone monitoring you and making sure you are paying attention on the road. And I think the Polestar is an electric car, isn't it? An electric vehicle? It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are we seeing a lot more of those in the marketplace? And do they have any unique technologies? Yes, lots of electric vehicles. I mean, everybody's kind of bringing it, rushing up to bring out their own versions. And what we're also seeing is a lot of sustainable products that go along with that, you know, electric uh, motif, let's say. So, for example, there's a lot of, you know, biotech and lightweight materials that have small environmental footprints. Mercedes-Benz has their vision. It's called EQXX concept. And it has things like biodegradable vegan silk in the vehicle. It has carpets made of bamboo and you won't find any products that are leather inside it's actually biomaterials that they use from cactus leather and from like fungus that's fast growing it takes about you know two weeks to grow and it's 100 percent renewable energy it looks and feels like leather but it's completely animal free so that's you know a big trend that we're seeing is that sustainable element with those electric vehicles that are coming to market. That's so interesting. We think, I mean, all of these things you're talking about, it has changed so much. And Petrina, allow me to ask a question. How long have you been reporting on automotive? It'll be 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. 20 years in April. Amazing. And I imagine you've seen not only change, obviously, in the cars that are coming, as we were just talking about, but what's it been like? You're one of the only women I know who's been in this field, who is in this field. What's it been like? You know, it's International Women's Day and a couple of days. I guess, you know, what's it been like for you and what advice would you have for women who are looking to get into this field? Give us a bird's eye view. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it was tough. And, you know, I know that you re- remember, <laughs> you you know, you, you did automotive for a bit as well. I did. And in the beginning, it was really tough. It was very difficult because it was still, you know, an old boys club, mm-hmm. so to speak. And it was really hard to break into the industry. And I had to work very hard and be very, very diligent. I always felt that I had to know more than my male counterparts. Um, And many of the male counterparts didn't take me seriously or wouldn't even want to drive with me (laughs) in the beginning when you had to pair off with um, another journalist to drive a vehicle, you know, in another part of the world. So it was really difficult. And I'll be honest, I mean, there were a lot of tears and (laughs) there was a lot of heartache. Um, I do see it improving, but there's still a long way to go. We need to see more women in the industry. We need to see more diversity in the industry because it's, after all, women account for more than, you know, 85% of new car purchase, like, influence those decisions. And sometimes we're kind of left behind. And I think we really need to focus more on bringing more women into the industry in all aspects 
um, not just, you know, journalists, but, you know, engineers, coders, mm-hmm. the whole gamut. Because I think it's a fabulous industry, and now is the most exciting time to be in it with all this disruption and change. I just hope that more women come to it, right? Yeah, and it's funny. I wrote an article years ago about the difference between a woman looking for a car and a man. I had my husband go in, and I went in, and the different questions, like I was asked about Mm -hmm. cup holders and colors, and, oh, it's a handy feature. You can find your car if you forget where you parked it. Like, these are the kind of things Mm -hmm. that I was getting when my husband was being told all about the horsepower and, you know, know, the efficiency, et cetera. So you're right, and every aspect we have to look at change here and women are buying as you said we're buying more cars mm-hmm. so I, I mean I love following along with you on social media thank you so much for keeping us in touch with what's happening with all the health and safety monitoring that's going on in cars please follow Petrina at Petrina Gentili on Instagram and Facebook and you have a YouTube channel I do called Motor Agaza am I saying that right Motor Agaza so it's car girl in Italian <laughs> I was going to say you got car girl in Italian okay that's the way we can remember it thanks so much for coming on the show again Petrina thank you Kathy Samika Kabir is Director, Commercial Financial Services Strategy at Royal Bank. And in her role, she leads the women in business, black entrepreneurs, and business owner planning strategies. With more than 10 years progressive experience in corporate development, operations, and data analytics in technology and banking, Samika is passionate about connecting ideas to people, resources, and technology to solve complex problems. And today, Samika is here to share the history and recent updates on RBC's program for women in business in honor of International Women's Day. Good morning, Samika. Thanks so much for being back on GoToGrandma this morning. Thank you so much for having me back. So this Take 5 with RBC interview is going to be focused around International Women's Day, and I'm so excited that you can tell us about the RBC programs for women in business. Absolutely. First of all, happy International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to women in business, our focus is basically we want to ensure that women entrepreneurs are supported through four commitments or tools, if you will. So we ensure that they have access to capital through strategic partnership programs. We, you know, want them to have access to advice by understanding their financial and business goals and providing the right uh, resource solutions to help them grow, uh, start and grow their businesses. We focus on creating connections uh, through uh, strong quality peer and mentor networks that foster um, the opportunity to build and create growth and um, entrepreneurial development for them. And finally, we just want to make sure that we're, you know, recognizing and championing their success and profiling their incredible journeys so others can be inspired. And I think these four points are are really important because often we think it's just about the access to capital, right? But it is about the advice and the connections and, and the recognition as well. Correct. And I understand the program also supports key partnerships like Coralus and Women of Influence mm-hmm. that are geared to support these four pillars for women in business. Yes, that's right. So our partnerships are in place to ensure that we are, you know, propelling uh, a woman's uh, success in business. And so Coralis that you mentioned, which was formerly CEO, is a program that facilitates funding for new ventures with funds sourced from activators, which are actually women who um, have strong capital, who contribute capital or buying power, and and often their expertise and mentorship to other women and non-binary individuals. And so, you know, and since 2015, Canada alone has represented over 3,300 activations um, and 60-plus ventures. And so we're really proud to be a part of that. 
Uh, we actually also have another uh, partner, The Honest Talk, which is a podcast that features really strong female entrepreneurs, female business leaders, professionals. And it's a great way, um, you know, to feature them, but also for us, uh, the, the, the target uh, audience, to learn from each other and share that inspiration and celebrate that resilience of women in the workplace and in business. And then you mentioned our Women of Influence partner and one of our main partners. Uh, We sponsored the RBC Canadian Women Entrepreneur Awards, um, and it's basically to celebrate and recognize, you know, the country's most accomplished um, and impactful women entrepreneurs. And then since Basically, since its inception, you know, more than 70,000 women, incredible women, have been nominated for this award, um, the awards here, and over 210 awards have been presented. This is the 31st year that we're doing this, and so we've kicked off the nomination process in January, and I'm really looking forward to finding out who the outstanding entrepreneurs who will get the awards presented to them this fall. Actually, a good friend of mine and also a friend of this show, Julie Cole from Mabel's Labels, mm-hmm. they won that award. Oh, my gosh. And it was it was really significant to their business. They've been in business for 20 years now. I think they run it about 10 years ago. So I certainly know firsthand the impact of the RBC support of that women and in influence organization. It's fantastic. Well, that's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So where can our audience find a bit more on these programs? You mentioned that the nomination process for the Women Influence Awards kicked off in January. Mm-hmm. Can people still be nominating right now for this year? Absolutely. There's still time. So um, head on to uh, womenofinfluence.ca slash RBC dash SWIA. Okay. And, and nominate your favorite entrepreneur there. Um, it's an incredible opportunity and what a you know, a great way to recognize um, someone you're proud of. Um, And then also, you know, head on to discover.rbcroyalbank.com slash women entrepreneurs. We are featuring last year's SWIA award winners who have graciously shared their incredible stories. Uh, We're featuring um, interviews with them. There is a lot of tools and um, information out there for other women entrepreneurs. So it's an incredible uh, website to sort of find what you're looking for as you're setting up your own businesses. And what about if we want to look more into the Coralis program? Formerly CEO, I have heard of that organization as well. Yes. So uh, they recently rebranded uh, to Coralis, and it is www.coralis.ceo.world. It's absolutely amazing the support that RBC gives to women, and we love celebrating that just ahead of International Women's Day. I thank you so much, Samika, for coming back on the show and sharing all of your knowledge with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me again, Kathy. It's been a pleasure. Of course, I talk to myself. I like a good speaker, and I appreciate an intelligent audience. Dorothy Parker said that, and I think we all need to think it. Listen to your inside, powerful voice as a woman, or at least listen to the wonderful women I constantly have in this show, including our fabulous guests today. Thank you, Avery, Petrina, and Samika, for continuing to prove to the world in so many facets how far we've come and how we're taking things to the next level so that our grandchildren will have the best opportunities, no matter what their gender is. And as we look to help other women, next week's show will be widening the net to help so many others as I welcome Shannon Craig from Canada Helps on the show. This charity helps other Canadian charities reach their goals, and we are going to talk about the importance of charitable giving and how to inspire our grandkids to give as well. Giving is something we do a lot as parents and grandparents, and giving advice on how and when to get into the real estate market has never been trickier. Real estate broker Lisa Bednarski is on the show to tell us how you can help your kids get into the market while you might be looking at exiting it yourself. 
And we dive deeper on the subject of power of attorney. What is a healthcare power of attorney and what are the responsibilities that go along with that? Wise advice, as always, from our friends at RBC on this Take 5 with RBC interview. What a great episode this was this week. Am I right? Please come back next week or go back to the GoToGrandma archives in our podcast to get all the fun and facts you need in your grandparent life. I'm Kathy Buckworth. Enjoy your grand journey. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.